On October 13, 1869, a steamboat docked at Ovid Landing on the eastern shore of Seneca Lake, and several men led a deformed woman down the gangplank. Mary Rote, Willard's first patient, had been chained for ten years without a bed or clothing in a cell in the Columbia County Almshouse, 250 miles downriver. Three more patients, men, arrived at the dock that day, all in irons, one in what looked like a chicken crate, three and a half feet square. By the end of 1870, the new institution housed 125 men and 450 women. Many of Willard's early patients had been considered too difficult in respective poorhouses and had been subjected to regular floggings, dousing, and pullying, hanging by the thumbs, in attempts to quiet them. The new asylum was founded as a destination for anyone considered incurably mad, who was being held under less than ideal circumstances. America had woken up to the reality that people deemed mad were increasingly taking up space in poorhouses, jails, and cellars, and might be better served in a different kind of asylum. Following in the footsteps of French and British doctors like Philippe Pinel and William Tuke, who separated the mad from the lumpen proletariat nearly fifty years earlier, American physicians like Sylvester Willard, for whom the institution was named, advocated for facilities that would serve precisely this purpose. Unlike other state institutions that were set up to provide acute care to individuals from the surrounding communities, for its first twenty-five years, Willard received only patients from across the state who had already exhausted the public resources of their counties. Even paupers did not want to witness people kept in tiny cells and iron locks, being fed through openings in their doors, never let out until their limbs were crippled. Women were regularly abused by all comers, and the whole business had turned into a matter of public disgrace. Much better, it was reasoned, to ship people as far away as possible, sequestering them in a bucolic setting. There, they could be provided with an environment that was morally sound and designed to treat its charges through the strict but caring attitudes of their new keepers under the guidance of medical personnel. But a selection took place even among the residents of poorhouses, since no one wanted to lose a worker who could be of help to their operation. Mary wrote, died of tuberculosis a few years after she arrived. But by 1877, Willard was filled with 1,550 people from all over the state. Nearly everyone who was admitted in the early days arrived by boat and left by hearse. Seneca Lake was a virtual river Lethe, but life inside the confines of Willard was said to be much improved compared to where its inmates came from. By the time Willard was converted from an asylum for the insane into a state hospital in 1890, the railroad had replaced steamboat traffic, making the transfer of patients much more efficient. 
Being classified as a state hospital meant that Willard was now open to both acute and chronic cases from the surrounding eleven counties, but continued to receive the hopeless from other parts of the state as well. Before 1890, only individuals whose families or counties were willing to pay ended up in state asylums.